Bookstore Explorer is brought to you in part by the Bookshop Bungalow at Plot Twist Books. Have you ever wanted to spend the night in a bookstore? With the Bookshop Bungalow, now you can. Located just minutes from Charleston, West Virginia, the Bookshop Bungalow is a book lover's retreat, a private room inside an actual working bookshop. Each stay comes with a used book credit, employee pricing on new books and gifts, and an honorary staff pick of your choice added to our inventory. Learn more and book your stay now at PlotTwistBooks.com. Welcome to Bookstore Explorer, the show where we go behind the shelves with booksellers to celebrate the magic of independent bookstores. I'm author and bookseller Matt Browning. This week, we visit Hearthside Books and Toys in Juneau, Alaska. Owner Olga Lijo Serrans has owned Hearthside since 2022, but the store's been serving the people of Juneau for almost 50 years. She takes us through its rich history and how things have been going since she took over ownership. So come along as we go bookstore exploring. Hi, Olga. Welcome to Bookstore Explore. I'm so glad you could join me today. Hi, thank you for having me in, Matt. I'm very excited. I have a goal by the end of this year to to do an episode in all 50 states. And so you're my first Alaska state. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Alaska is very unique and any bookstore that you could have chosen could have been unique. So we are very honored that you decided to choose us. Well, I usually start each episode with the guest walking me through the shop and giving us sort of a physical description of the layout. But I understand there are two locations to your store, correct? Yes. So mm-hmm. if you if there's perhaps an anchor or one of them that you could kind of tell us about? Well, um, they are very different from each other. Uh, and and they have even, I'd say, def- different personalities. Um, the, the one where we have our offices, the biggest one, it's around 4,000 square feet. And it's pretty much a square with uh, another square at the center with uh, where the point of sale is, of sales is. So if you go in from, it's inside the mall, so from the mall corridor, uh, the first things that you hit actually are our hot off the press shelf, and then on the other side, our Alaska author shelf, which is very often filled up with not only Alaska authors but even local authors. And we we use local here in a little bit of a loose, uh, how would I call it? I lose meaning of author because uh, we could say Southeast Alaska, that region is what we could call local, but that is the uh, space that some small states take. So <laughs> that's that's the thing. We just don't have that much population. Um, so you get that uh, writing. And that is on your sides, right in front of you. You will have cubes with uh, the books that we are considering the most interesting facing out. Then to your left, 
we have most of the books. Um, we, we have a very big section on Alaska, fiction, nonfiction, uh, all of that. And if you keep going around, we get to the uh, and cooking books um, and art and art supplies. And we keep going and around the cube again. And we have our children's area. And then we keep going to the, around. And we have uh, a small, well, not, not so small. We have a good toy area, which is it, it is nice for families in a place so isolated as this uh, to be able to actually see and touch the toys before actually ordering them. So that's uh, that's important. And then finally, we also have at the end of the square, uh, we also have a good section on cards, art, games. So it, I could say that. 70% or 60% is books and then the rest is art it's uh games it's toys uh so that's that's what we are that is basically our our main store and the smaller one it's a quarter of the space it's and it feels mm, from from one point of view, it feels very much like the little store that you can just go in and chat with the uh, person there at the front about books and just lose yourself. I love to be at that one too because it's it allows you to be a little bit more near the the customer. I'd say. I think it's interesting that you said that each store sort of has their own character. Yes, they do definitely. Now, I want to I understand I was doing my homework on the shop and I understand that you took ownership in 2022, but the shop, the business is almost 50 years old. So can you tell me a little bit? Of, can you tell me a little bit about its its history from the beginning? Yeah, um, well, one of the things to understand about Juneau, Alaska, is that we are in the mainland, so to say, but we are very much like an island from the point of view that you cannot drive away you literally if you're going to leave you know you have to take a plane or a ferry something like that which makes us I, a little self-contained it's more like an island mm-hmm. when back in 75 when the story started it was probably way more like like that and um deb and susan the original owners as far as i know they were friends uh, they are actually still uh here in juno both of them and uh they are actually a hood i i i haven't spent enough time with them yet but they have such a nice energy so deb and susan the the legend said that they decided that Juno needed a bookstore. So they jumped on the ferry with their van, went down to Seattle and uh, filled that van with books and, <laughs> and came back and started a bookstore. 
in the same building in which our smaller bookstore is now. And that building itself has a lot of history. It's um, it's an old hangar uh, where you can wear literally planes could uh, fly in into the hangar and uh, it was important part of communications for, for Alaska at that point and that building is still functional now is uh, it it has stores it has restaurants but it's as quirky as it was and I'm I'm kind of thrilled that uh Harside went back to the roots in a way and went back to that same building where it got started hmm. in as i said uh september 19 1975 now let's fast forward until when you took over the business because they had mm-hmm. sold it to someone else right there were there was an owner in yes. between so yeah. how did how did you um get inspired to to buy the business <laughs> I actually um it it is it is kind of a funny story because a lot of people say to me, oh wow, you you must have fulfilled your your life dream. And I think to myself, actually that is a lot of people's dream. It it wasn't my dream. I had actually never dreamt of owning a bookstore. But <laughs> Well, I am a book person. I am a librarian by training. And at the time when um, when Farsight was uh, started, came out into the market for sale, uh, I did see that it was for sale. I looked at it and I thought, like many other people in this town, oh my gosh, I hope that somebody buys Farsight. Because it could be such a loss. But I forgot about it. Literally, it was, uh, I never saw myself as private enterprise, anything. But at the same time, I was into the market looking for an investment property and I wasn't seeing anything. And somebody who was helping me look at these investments is investment. Uh, properties um, said something what what if we went together into our side and I looked at him and he was like you have no idea how complicated <laughs> this is <laughs> well I actually I didn't look at him because he called me <laughs> but my my first reaction was like you have no idea how complicated running a bookstore is but we started talking and uh, eventually we realized that i i i should be the person to to do it myself and so i it it took quite a while but then i went for it myself i'm i'm still not sure if we are friends still <laughs> yeah we are still friends <laughs> but that was it i i was not looking for it and kind of the store came to me more than me going to the store which is um sometimes is is 
I think that it was good because sometimes I see people who talk about how their dream is to own a bookstore and and they don't really know how much information they need to be able to process every day and uh, how how many details one has to look into every day so it's it's um it it was something that i'm assuming now that it just it was meant to be now you mentioned a library background so i assume you knew books but had you ever worked in a retail establishment I had, before so you had that I kind had, of experience yeah and and i am still a librarian still mm. to this day i i work part time as a librarian um and it is uh it is funny because one of my first uh, jobs when i arrived here in juno was at the other uh, bookstore here in town, uh, Rainy Retreat Books. Uh, we are uh, very different because Rainy is uh, mainly used books. We are uh, new books, but I. That was another another of those things that I was not planning to apply for a job, but uh, the manager. And, Told me why? Why don't you apply? Bring me your resume. I I need somebody who wants to who likes books so much as you do. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did um, work at uh, at Rainy at the same time that I was getting my feet wet on public librarianship and getting my library science um, degree. So yeah, it was all about books. What are some of the biggest maybe surprises or differences you've found going from the library into bookstore ownership? Huh. That might be a big question. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big question. I'm, I think that the pace, the pace of things is probably what, um, what gets, what was more, surprising to me i knew that it was going to be a lot of work but the quick pace of everything because as a librarian a book selection is a little bit more stayed as i could say while being at a bookstore especially a generalistic bookstore like uh like ours you are always looking ahead and what's coming next and what do I have to have from day one and uh and how how much is uh is available new every day. It's amazing how many talented people are putting their product and their art out there every day and it's really difficult to make them justice. So yeah, the pace. Well, and it sounds like your store is quite large as well. How many books in the bigger store do you do you keep at any given time? The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated 
to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. You know, I was going to run a report about that in preparation for the <laughs> for this interview, and I forgot. <laughs> I I I didn't want to give you a wrong number, but it's um, we did inventory not that long ago, and we were looking at a value of around. $400,000 in inventory. And as I said, at least 60% of that is books, if not more. So yeah, that's a lot of books. So what kinds of books sell well for you? Um, it's a little bit of everything because as I said, we are a, generalis a generalistic bookstore. Uh, as I said, as I said before, not that uh, big of a place. We are the uh, new bookstore for the whole town. So that means that we get a lot of everything, a little bit of everything. Uh, Alaska books are uh, very good sellers. We are very, very lucky uh, because in a way, a lot of the people that come to Alaska come here for a reason and and they are people uh with intention and they are people that they are able to sit back and look at the world and many of them are able to put that in words in incredible ways so we have some very talented local local authors and and, <laughs> and also, uh, on top of that, we have a population that comes in and, and comes in and goes out in very quickly. Spend here some years, decide: okay, is Alaska really for me? Is it not? So, those of us who stay here for real always have recommendations for local books for things that you should read um get a little bit of a feel of what alaska is like one of the first books i read uh when i came was um called if you lived here i uh, i know your name by heather landon and she lives in haynes which is a few hours ferry ride up from juno and uh, and and basically the the title is very self-explanatory. And some of the things she she said at the time when I was a newbie here, I thought it was a little bit exaggerated. Nowadays I know that it's like that's totally totally on on cue. She she was so realistic. Uh, so that means that. 
a lot of the books uh, written and published by Alaskans do get to sell a lot because they do really have something to say to us. What are some of your that's a, that's a good lead into one of my favorite questions to ask and it's what are some of your favorite books that you like to recommend to customers? I Whoa. guess you mentioned one already. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. If if <laughs> if you live here I know your name. That's definitely a very uh a, a one that I could get to recommend to anybody who wants to live here. Uh for any person that's um new to town, there is this, and this is very, very local, is this little booklet called uh, 90 Plus Short Walks Around Juno. That is like the Bible about, of hiking around Juno, which, again, we have more miles of hiking trails than miles of road. So that's important for us. Um, we do have... a couple of um, Alaska books that are favorites of mine. Uh, one of them is called Homestead by Melinda Mustakis. Uh, she's actually, she's Alaskan. She comes to Alaska uh, every summer back, but she is now a professor, a university professor. And I will not say exactly which university it is because I don't, I remember where she studied, not where she's teaching right now. So I will not make any mistakes uh, trying to figure out where where she was. But it is set in a homestead not far from uh, from Anchorage, around the time when uh, Alaska was granted statehood. So there are a lot of themes there. Um, from a historical point of view, from the adventure point of view, from the point of view of what it really meant to get granted a, a huge stretch of land up in Anchorage in the middle of nowhere and have to actually build your own uh, your own cabin and be uh, and be able to actually have a crop within two years, I think, of having been granted the um uh the what the the land so that you could actually keep that land. It's really interesting from the psychological point of view. From uh, yeah, it, it has a lot of layers. So that's one that uh I totally it's very literary. I totally recommend a favorite of mine that kind of made me giggle in some ways is called um, Jimmy Blue Feather by Kim Hecox. He is a local author. This is not his only book. He actually has both um, fiction and nonfiction books. But I cabbaged on to Jimmy Blue Feather because it, it's another one that you that you know some if somebody reads it from out of Alaska from out of southeast they will think ah this is a little overdone this story is a little stretched but if you ha you are somebody that has spent some time here 
you are seeing the part of the adventure where people, more and more people from Southeast Alaska get involved in it. And you are literally grinning to yourself and laughing to yourself and saying, oh my gosh, I'm sure that this character there is hiding them in the boat is based on somebody. It's based on somebody real. So, um, yeah. And, and I don't think that the little town, uh, in, that's the main setting for Jimmy Blue Feather is named, but it is obvious that it's a Southeast Alaska town. And it also, uh, the basis of the whole fiction pulls from a lot of the themes that are undercurrents here. It's uh, the uh, Alaska Native uh, population, relationships between Alaska Natives and, um, and whites or just non-Alaskans that came to live here. The Alaska Native Corporations, which was a different kind of settlement than uh, what happened with um, the rest of uh, Native Americans in the U.S. They didn't get reservations. They got corporations, and it's a, it's a totally different approach. And then uh, the will to live, because the protagonist, the main protagonist is this really old man and i swear i tell everybody that's going to read that book please go past the first paragraphs because the author depicts so well the uh the state of mind that somebody who is at the end of their life and is not really having much to look forward to is can be in that it's even a little depressing. But once you go past those very first paragraphs, you are a couple of uh, chapters into it and you are rooting for that uh, old man that is doing something that is totally unexpected and pulling not only a whole town, but a whole region behind them. And, and as I said, then you have all the characters of uh, Southeast Alaska that I can tell you. That author, Kim Hickox, uh, definitely based them on people he knew because they are so well depicted. And I don't know, I could keep, <laughs> I could keep talking about books. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely made me want to read the ones that you have discussed. <laughs> I, do you do you do a lot of events with local authors or other events that bring bring the community yeah. in? Tell me about those. Yeah, we are we are trying. Uh, I I fell a little bit off the bandwagon uh, these couple of months, the last couple of months, because well, we are recovering from uh, the whole Christmas thing and my and I still don't have as much experience as I should have. So it's been a lot of work. But I I shoot for having every first Friday here in downtown Juno, which is where our smaller store is, there is like a gallery walk where businesses offer 
uh, snacks and have openings for new artists that they are going to be carrying or just uh, coffee shops may have an exhibit for an artist for that whole month and that's the opening day. So we've been trying, and we were very good last year. Uh, we've been trying to have an author signing uh, every month for that. I've been trying to have a local musician also sit in, actually sit out of our door because it's not the store is not big enough to have everybody. <laughs> and if we can manage it. Uh, maybe a local artist that has prints or uh, cards that they can have. And the, the authors have been all, all kinds of authors last year. We have people that uh, do poetry. I'm actually uh, talking to two different authors that do uh, two, two different poets for uh, events um, coming up. And you have fiction, you have nature writers, you have things that are like that 90 plus walks around Juno. It was one of our bet best ever attended uh, events because that has been out for decades and uh, the lady is so well known and everybody wanted to come and say hello to her. And we have children's books. So that is one of the things that we do. We also uh, do author readings if, if the author is in town and they uh, just released a, a book. We, we are definitely open. To, to have them do readings if there is an author that comes from out of town. So, yes, we mostly do it at the downtown store. First, because it's cute. It's a cute store. And second, because it's a more walkable, approachable uh, place to go. So you don't have to drive to go there, that kind of thing. But, yeah, we are... Uh, and, and I'm thinking about the possibility of other events, but uh, time time will tell. <laughs> I do want to talk about the toy aspect of the store. You mentioned that, you know, um, 30 to 40 percent of the store is toys. So so tell me about that aspect. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, I'm winning it a lot on that one. I must meat um and it's i don't know how i could describe it i knew very very little about toys when i took the store and there is an immense array of possibilities uh out there for children so all of a sudden you are not only trying to look at something that looks cute and maybe actually uh, you think may be fun for a child, but you're looking at things like, oh, is it safe for a child of this age? Oh, that thing actually looks gross, but it's supposed to be very good for children that 
are very sensory for touching things. And uh, I'm learning a lot from uh, especially one of our um, booksellers that also was a, a teacher for a very, very long time. And she always gives me pointers about what we should order, we should be ordering and why we should be ordering and and why is it worth it to have certain things that you as an adult may think that doesn't make sense. That looks boring. Well, maybe it look boring for you, but for that two-year-old, it's the best. Hmm. So, yeah, it's... Um, I'm I'm really really thankful to Luis for uh, guiding me through all that, and that is one of the things that I'm really learning uh, to to do little by little, very little by little. Now, as we as we get close to the end of each episode, I always like to ask this question, and this this podcast and this idea stemmed from. People saying that books are magical and bookstores are magical places. So I I like to ask each guest, what are your thoughts on that on that concept about you know books and bookstores being magical? Well, yeah, libraries <laughs> and libraries for sure. Uh, the the one thing that books give you is the possibility to imagine things without really having to uh, force yourself to imagine things. Just the fact of reading a story uh, makes you feel, uh, makes you build up a whole world uh, and see characters and see situations in, in ways in which the author may not have even thought about that at all. But your brain is engaged. And it also books uh, allow you to process feelings and to even to learn about the interior lives of other peoples and the reasons behind other people's um, uh, behaviors or reactions to things. So. Uh, Empathy gets built up with, uh, but for those who read books, in, in, I'm thinking fiction. I'm not even thinking, you know, scholarly stuff. Just fiction, because you get to see the world from the point of view of somebody who's not you. So that's that's one of the part of being magical. It allows you to build worlds which themselves help you process your own life better and also helps you understand other people better. So I'm, I think that if more people read more, we could have a, a, a better world just, just because of that. And then if you put libraries and bookstores there into the mix, it's a... It's just a great way. Uh, it, it's the community place, and I'm well. You can hear that my accent is definitely not American. I'm I come from Europe, 
and from Spain. I uh, I grew up and lived in Spain until well into adult adulthood, and we do have gathering places, community places, where you can just drop in and be part of the community. I think that in this country, bookstores and libraries fill that role much more than in other places. And somebody who may not be that social can go into a bookstore and just talk for a minute with uh, with one of the booksellers or with another client that's looking at the book and make a connection because the interest in books is that one connection that almost anybody that goes through a door in a bookstore has and allows people who may otherwise be very shy, very uh, introverted, become that extroverted kind of person that can actually make a friendship in, um, in an easy way. If you add art to the mix, if you add the possibility of uh, seeing possibilities open in front of you, which is not only through a computer screen, well, it's, it is magical. <laughs> that That is very beautifully said. Uh, before we sign off, can you tell us where folks can find you? Give us your website address and your social media handles. Okay. Oops, I forgot. <laughs> uh, our website address is uh, actually www.harsidebooks.com. Uh, we are on Facebook. We and it's called Harside Books and Toys, all spelled out. Uh, at, yeah, it's just Harside Books and Toys. And we are also on Instagram. As I'm, I'm trying to cheat here while I'm looking at this. <laughs> and we are also Harside Books in Instagram. And uh, you can also find us through Libro as Harside Books too, where I, we are starting to build our, our own uh, listening list, our own Alaska playlist too, which is, uh, it's been really fun. Uh, so yeah, Harside Books everywhere. There, There is one other store. I think called Harside Books in the state of New York. So it's very difficult to uh not <laughs> to to take to make the mistake and say, oh, that was that the Harside book in Alaska. No, that's the one in New York. So <laughs> shout out for Harside Books in New York too. I, I bet that they are really, really cool. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and to hear about the store. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Matt. Bookstore Explorer is produced and hosted by me, Matt Browning. Our theme music is Come Right Back to You by Max Hickson. You can follow all my bookstore explorations at bookstoreexplorer.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Bookstore Explorer. And follow us on Twitter at Bookstore EXPLR. Thanks for listening.